listening to the Trinity Church Chester Sermon Podcast. Trinity Church Chester is a new church seeking to reach the city with the good news of Jesus Christ. And at the heart of our ministry is our Sunday worship service, in which we hear a sermon preached from a particular part of the Bible. We're glad you're listening. We'd love to see you in person at the Welsh Presbyterian Church Building on St. John Street in the city centre. We meet there every Sunday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and you can find more details on our website trinitychester.church Come and join us as we seek to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. For I shall again praise Him my salvation and my God. Vindicate me, O God, and defend my cause against the ungodly, uh, against an uh, ungodly people, from the deceitful and unjust man. Deliver me, for you are the God in whom I take refuge. Why have you rejected me? Why do I go about mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy, and I will praise you with the lyre, O God, my God. Why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise Him, my salvation, and my God. All men are like grass, and our glory is like a flower. Grass withers and a flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. When we think about Christian life, what do we normally think? Coming to church, like today, praying together or on our own, reading the Bible, and so on. There is one thing that we (laughs) just cannot imagine being a part of it, namely, those times when God seems to be absent. And yet that is something that will inevitably come on you sooner or later in your life of faith. And this afternoon, we are going to be looking at it and thinking how these two Psalms, which in a sense are just one, how they can help us to deal with these times. So if you, if you have a Bible and if you have uh, closed it, uh, let's fix it and uh, have, have your Bibles open, back open on uh, Psalms 42 and 43. And right from the start, in verse 1, 
we have that picture of panting deer. As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. What must have happened for a deer to be not just thirsty, but literally dying out of thirst? These animals, they do not live on deserts. They don't live where there is no water. If you want to find a deer, what you have to do is find a source of a fresh water because these animals live where they can find fresh water. And since they do like their routine, they know where do they need to go when they need fresh water. But this time, this particular time, there is no water where it usually was. It's a time of drought. And the psalmist says, I'm like this dear God, and you, you are like water. Places where I usually was able to find you. I cannot find you anymore. Things that I'm usually doing to find you, praying, reading the Bible, they're just not working. You seem to be absent. Like there is that great wall or a ceiling above me. You, you are not there and I am dying, not of being hungry or being thirsty for you. You know that as a human beings we can, we can survive up to 40 days without food. That's not the case with being thirsty, we die a lot quicker with a lack of water than the lack of food. And he says, I am thirsty. I'm dying because I'm thirsty for you. And it's not that, that he lost faith in God, no. But he feels like he is all alone and he just cannot see God's smiling face above him. Have you have you ever been there? You know how it feels? We normally assume that that God is always going to be with us. But that's actually not the case. This is part and parcel, what does it mean to be a Christian? It doesn't mean that, that you have to do something wrong so you cannot feel God's presence. So you need to confess your sins be, be, before God and repent. Sure, <laughs> there are Psalms who are saying that, 
but you cannot find it in this one. In this case, he doesn't know why, why that happened. But that's, that is a common experience for Christians. And sadly, there are cases when instead of these experiences of the absence of God, instead of them bringing us closer to him, they are a cause for us to just fall away. Even in a crowd of this size, I'm sure that <laughs> I'm not the only one who knows what I'm talking about here. So what we have in this psalm is, is how does it look like from the inside? This is like a, an anatomy of the soul. So how does it look like from inside where you have lost, not faith, but the sense of God's presence. It's a spiritual drought and darkness. Or as Michael Wilcock puts it in his commentary, it's feeling dry, drowning and disheartened. In verse 6, it, it captures that and it can be translated uh, simply as, my God, I am so deeply discouraged. I just do not know how long will I last. But I've done nothing, nothing to deserve it. And that, dear friends, that is something what we need to know how to recognize it and what to do with it. Back home, uh, when I was in a primary school, um, one of the uh, books that we had to read was George Orwell's um, Animal Farm. And there was a uh, character, uh, a horse named Baxter. And there was something peculiar about this character, you know? Regardless of the situation, regardless of what's going on, when the things are go uh, were becoming worse and worse and worse, he had just one thing to say to that. You know what it is? I'm going to work harder. Regardless of the circumstances, that was his, his answer. And we, we as Christians, we can have that kind of a attitude, especially when we experience spiritual drought. We, we don't think about why or how did that happen? What's going on? But rather, oh well. I just have to work harder, I guess. But we can also get ourselves in a mess. If I, or, or if I can use um, a Christian phrase, we can backslide. 
And I'm sure that even, yeah, in a, even in a, such a small congregation as, as this one, there is someone who knows what I'm talking about. God was there. Next moment, he just seems to be absent. For unknown reason. And I'm off the rails. And I'm not even sure <laughs> what I believe anymore. So we need to be able to recognize these symptoms and we need to be equipped to know how to deal with them so we will avoid shipwreck. So let us look at the symptoms first. Verse 3. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I become? Shall I come and appear before God? He tells us what he's doing. Think about it, what he is not doing. Tears have been his food day and night. That means he is not eating. And he is not resting. He is not sleeping. Does it sound like a depression? Listen, you cannot separate your body from your soul. I mean, you can, but it's called suicide. But that's not what I'm talking about here. <laughs> what, what I mean is that if you neglect your body, you don't get proper nutrition, you don't get proper rest, then it is going to drag down your soul more and more, deeper and deeper. Sometimes, sometimes we are getting depressed. Why? Because we are simply overtired. As simple as. But sometimes, there are times that because of neglecting our, our body, our need, to, our, our need to eat and to rest and to sleep, we are just going to get ourselves deeper and deeper into that condition. We, are just, we can just worse things for us. So that is one of the symptoms that we have to be aware of. But let, let us look at the second part of this verse. My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all the day long, Where is your God? How about this question? Where is your God? Think about it. No one comes and asks a question like this one 
but there will be no background to it. Something bad must have been happening to you for others to come and say, now you have been telling me about this God of love who loves you so much, who cares so much for you. And what now? Where is your God? Will you have the audacity to keep telling me about him? But look with me at, ver at question verse number nine. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? It's one thing to hear that question being posed to you, but it's the other thing when this question becomes your very own question. Where is your God? That's right, God. <laughs> Where are you? Why are you not here with me? And this is another symptom of, uh, yeah, this is another symptom of it. If I start seeing that this perspective becomes my perspective. When I, when I start to see sad things in my life the very same way as non-Christians do. When I feel that way, when this question, <laughs> where is your God? is like, yeah, where are you God? Why are you not here? When I sound like that, this is, a, this is a warning light on my dashboard, if I can use that illustration. So the first thing is that lack of sleep, lack of nutrition. The second thing is when my perspective begins to shift, from seeing things the way God sees them into seeing things the way other people than God see them. What about the third thing? It also happens, it also affects our fellowship. Let us look at verses four and six. These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God, with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude-keeping festival. My soul is cast down within me, therefore I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon, from Mount Mizar. Deers, they used to live down the south from Jerusalem. Now he is saying, I am up north from Jerusalem. He is on the heights of Hermon. And we don't know if he is saying that 
literally, it could very well mean that in his mind, he is saying, God, I am as far away from you as I could have possibly been, even, even if he didn't travel a mile away from Jerusalem. He was one of the sons of Korah. That means uh, his role would be to, to lead people uh, in worship in Jerusalem. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't feel that he, that he even wants to be here. He doesn't feel that he even wants to be with the church. Does it sound familiar with you? If you, if you feel that your, your soul is in a dark place, do you want to be with other Christians? Especially those who know you? Sometimes this question, is God not amazing? Then it, it, can, it, it can feel like a taunt. Where is your God? Have you ever been there? And that's what we, that is what we do when, when we are depressed. We, we withdraw ourselves from, paradoxically, the very thing that is the cure. Think about it. God has given you its means of, of grace, of growth, of strengthening. He gave you his church, his word, a fellowship with his people. That you can pray together for one another. Because he doesn't want anyone, anyone, to go through periods like that on his own. That somehow we are just so, so quick <laughs> to reject these things, aren't we? So why is that? Why is that these three, three things affect us? Well, because we are Christians. We, we should be the first ones to, to acknowledge that we are what is called, can I use a big word, psychosomatic beings, which means that we are body-soul beings. And God has made us to live within the community. Do you remember what happened when God made the world? He made a man. And he said, that's good. But actually, he, he looked at him and said, that's not good. So what he did? He made him a woman. And then he said, this is very good. You can exercise faith on your own. You can exercise hope on your own. But you cannot exercise love on your own. God made us to be in the community, 
to be amongst one another. So this is not just a sin problem, but also a need for friends and a proper rest and food. All that stuff matters because how God has made us. So, so these are the symptoms. So the question is, how are we to, to deal with it? Two things, and it's quite simple. One thing is that you need to talk to God about yourself. And the other thing is, you need to talk to yourself about God. Let me say it again. You need to talk to God about yourself. And the other is to talk to God, sorry, to yourself <laughs> about God. Look at what he's saying. I'm getting nothing out of prayer, out of reading the Bible, out of reading, uh, hear, listening to the sermons, fellowship. I get nothing out of it. Everything, uh, sorry, everywhere where I, where I used to sense God's presence, the whole worship, it's not working. So what is he doing? <laughs> Verse 4. These things I remember as I pour out my soul. All this time, he is pouring out his soul before God, whom he is not sensing to be near. In a sense, it's worship. And do you see what he's doing? He goes right to the one with whom he has a problem. His problem is with God because he doesn't sense God to be near. And he goes right to him. And as someone once said, in your drought time, if you get nothing out of worship, don't miss it. <laughs> Say it again. If, uh, in your drought time, if you get nothing out of worship, don't miss it. Keep telling God that your problem is how much you miss him. And that you are not getting anything out of worship. Tell him that. Tell him that. But here's the second thing. He is not just complaining. Have you heard what be, what's being uh, repeated uh, three times in, uh, in these Psalms? Verses 5, 11, and 5 again. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God. For I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. He is asking himself this question. Why are you upset so, eh? Just imagine that you happen to have a one-year-old boy, like I do, <laughs> uh, that is doing something silly. 
So when you ask him that question, why are you doing this? Is it because you are asking an elaborate answer if he is not even able to speak? Or is it just your way of saying, stop it, stop it. Is it what the psalmist is doing here? It's possible. But it's also possible that he is actually seeking an answer. He is asking question why, and he wants to figure out the answer. And analyzing his feelings, as some Bible scholars suggest, because it also very well, very well might be. Why? Because these times of drought, they actually do something for you and for me. You know what? They reveal to us stuff that matters. You know, bottom line. What is my bottom line? What is the non-negotiable in my life? Why am I saying that? Because he says later on, hope in God. He is looking in himself and he sees that deep down it is not God in whom he puts his hope. So he says, no, 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 hope in God. Very well, very well, very well may be. So what is he doing in, <laughs> with that question? Well, I would answer it in that way. What do you need to ask yourself? Which one of these? And the answer is quite possible that you will say both. But notice what he's doing next. It's one thing to talk to God about yourself. But you'd ha you have to talk to yourself about God too. And Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, in his in his book *Spiritual Depression*, which I have found very helpful, actually, and I do admit it made me smile when I have noticed um, um, that at your order of service in the time of reflection, it's actually the line that that comes from it, and uh, I can assure you, uh, it wasn't deliberate. I didn't speak with Daniel that I'm going to even quote from Lloyd-Jones here. Um, but yeah, he, he, he uh, in his book, um, says that this, this is the key, that you will talk to yourself about God. And this is what he says. Have you realized that most of your unhappiness in life is due to the fact that you are listening to yourself instead of talking to yourself? Take those thoughts that come to you the moment you wake up in the morning. You have not originated them, but they start talking to you. They bring back the problems of yesterday, etc. Somebody is talking. Who is talking to you? Yourself is talking to you. Now, this man's treatment was this. Instead of allowing this self to talk to him, 
he starts talking to himself. Why are you cast down, O my soul? he asks. His soul has been depressing him, crushing him. So he stands up and says, Self, listen for a moment. I will speak to you. And beloved, it's, it, it's crucial that you will not mishear me, what I'm going to say now. He is not saying to himself, I'll be alright. He is not saying to himself, Okay, it's time to pull myself up together. No, he says to his soul, Enough of your talking. It's time for you to listen. And then he is talking to himself about God. <laughs> Do you know who is going to influence you most in your life? The person whom you are listening to most. Simple, eh? Do you know whom am I listening to most? Myself. And he says, God, think about him. He reminds himself to hope in God. Why? Because of what kind of a God he is. I have once heard that story of, of a sailor. Um, there, was a, there was a massive ship on the Atlantic Ocean and they were um, carrying the cargo and the sailor <laughs> just fell off. So his, his uh, sailor friends, when they, have no, uh, when they have noticed that, they threw him, I think it's called in English, preserver? Yeah, thank you. You know, something that will keep him afloat. So they threw that to him, and they ran to the captain and say, Captain, the <laughs> mate just, just fell off. And then here's the first, uh, the first mate and says, uh, We are carrying a heavy cargo, and we are on a full speed. If we shut the engines down, we will drift for miles before we will be even able to, <laughs> to turn around. And the captain says, I know that. I am the captain, ain't I? Shut the engines. Down. Shut the engines down. It took them two days. It's a real story. It took them two days to come back. And when they have rescued the guy, he was still alive. One of the first things that I have asked him, so why didn't you give up? You know what his answer was? Because I know what kind of a man the captain is. You see that? Do you know what kind of a God you have? Do you know him? Then talk to yourself. Talk to yourself. What God is like.
Beloved, if he gave you his only begotten son for you, if God came to this world and became human and died for our sins, do you really think because of something he's suddenly going to give up on you? Hmm? Hmm? It was not accidental that we have read that passage from, from Matthew about the crucifixion. So when you, when you hear these two songs, <laughs> do you hear a cry of someone else who was really in his humanity dying out of thirst for God? Do you hear someone who was taunted, where is your God now? All these, these, all these things that the psalm is talking about. It's Christ. Something that he went through to the utmost. Something that you will never see. To the extent he saw that. Why? Why? So that you might not go <laughs> down to this drought and drown and die without God and that is something that what you and that's something that what you have to say to yourself in a sense you have to preach Christ to yourself hmm? and you know what <laughs> that will lead you to seeing God smile again <laughs> again if you will deal with this spiritual drought in that way, you will not just avoid shipwrecking or you will not even go back to where you were before. <laughs> but you will grow. You will, you will leave that experience strengthened. You will grow in trust and humility. You know what? Even in joy. And you will understand others better. And you will be able to help them too. Shall we pray? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that in such a great love you have given to us everything you have given that most precious pearl for us. 
so that we might not die without you. And Father, I pray for all that are here in this room now. Some of, some of them, some of us, are still struggling, are still in the midst of that. Comfort them, we pray. And may your church be your agent. Father, we thank you for your care in Christ for us. We thank you that Christ is our hope. <laughs> because in him we see what kind of a God you are. So bless us, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Trinity Church Chester Sermon Podcast. We hope that this message is a blessing to you. If you'd like to know more about the Christian faith and what it means to live as a Christian, please do get in touch. You can email hello at trinitychester.church or head to the Connect page on our website trinitychester.church forward slash connect. We'd love to hear from you soon.